On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got the absolute pleasure of talking to another podcast host, Chase Clymer from Electric Eye. Really great guy, uh, awesome agency that they run. Um, they're very, very focused on helping Shopify Plus stores uh, help with their conversion rate optimization, as well as getting average order value up. And, uh, you know, he said a lot of uh, sort of how-to tactics and strategies that I hadn't really thought of before. And we had an awesome conversation about that. Really great guy. And uh, yeah, just a conversation that you guys guys will not want to miss. Stay tuned. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash slc so you can stop having sales the bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially before we begin i just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor gorgeous look If you're looking to scale and improve your customer service without scaling your headcount, I highly recommend Gorgeous. Gorgeous is the number one help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce stores. It combines all of your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your support team tons of hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. With Gorgeous, you can easily use machine learning to automate responses to your most frequently asked questions. And if you're on Shopify, you can edit, return, refund, or create an order right through Gorgeous. This frees up time so your support team can focus on complex questions. Brands like Olipop, Deathwish Coffee and Steve Madden have reduced their response times and increased efficiencies. And I just want to say that we use them at every single one of our brands, and it saves us tens, if not hundreds of hours a month. So book a demo at gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S today. And mention the Secrets to Scaling podcast for two free months. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, uh, Jordan West back here. You know, I'm trying my uh, new beginnings here on the podcast. Uh, where this will be like episode 200 and something, <laughs> and uh, and I'm switching things up a little bit here. So I hope you guys can get used to this. You know, me not coming in super super excited. What I was realizing is that I was maxing my microphone out all the time, and so I'm going to get excited at some point, and I'm going to make sure to step back from the mic when we do that. So uh, all that to say, I am very excited because I have Chase Climber from Electric Eye here with me. Chase, welcome to Secrets of Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Dude, thanks for having me. And I can like, I can relate so hard to the maxing out the microphone thing where I've had to reschedule three episodes in the past couple of weeks. And my uh, my producer will get back to me. He's like, Chase, this is just garbage. You sound like a monster. So let's, <laughs> let's try that again. And how about you turn down the gain and figure it out, bud? <laughs> uh, 
You know, I wish people would just tell me that too. You got to figure this out, Jord. Like, stop maxing it out. <laughs> um, Chase, for people who don't know you, um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my name's Chase. Like Jordan said, uh, I'm the co-founder of Electric Eye. We're a direct consumer agency specialized in Shopify. What we do is build extremely beautiful conversion-oriented Shopify sales machines for our clients. If you're thinking about Shopify Plus, that's around the type of client that we like to work with. And so on the front end, it's usually a really awesome website project where we're taking a lot of strategy to increase the conversion rate, increase the AOV. And then on the tail end of it, you know, well, let's take a look at the sessions. How are we going to put some more gas on that fire? Uh, and that's what we do in a nutshell. And then outside of that, I've been hosting Honest Commerce for quite a while. Jordan was on one of our bonus episodes last week. So if you want to find us riff on other fun stuff, we talked a lot about buying and selling e-commerce businesses on that one. Um, that's right. That's, we did. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm up to. That's what we do. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. So first of all, actually, I, I just wanted to mention one of our brands. Uh, I just switched over to Plus uh, on that one today. So that was exciting. Okay. Yeah. We can talk yeah. about we can talk about <laughs> why that might make sense. And you know what? I'll, I'll bring that up when we get into the conversation about that. So well, let's do it. Let's actually do it because it was a difficult decision. So I had a business. One of our acquisitions was already on Plus. And I saw the, the reasons why to be on Plus, but I thought oh, I could probably get around it with this other business. And I didn't really have a ton of reasons to move over until they're like, Hey, we'll give you a month free. And I was like, yeah, there's just so many things. There's, there's so many reasons why I need it. I would love to hear from your perspective, Chase. Why would people switch over to plus versus regular Shopify? Like where, where is that level that most people switch over and why do they? Yeah. All right. So there's like the monetary commitment, right? $2,000 a month. Wow. That's, that's a lot of money. But if you're a two, $3 million of your business, that's not a lot of money. And you really need to think about what you're getting with plus and just like ignoring everything else that comes with plus the main things that are really going to move the needle for you is actually getting access to modifying the checkout. If you put an in-cart upsell offer within checkout on your website and you have the strategy behind it to actually offer people the right thing, that single thing will pay for plus. Also, if you're doing what? enough business, the discount that you're going to get on your stripe rate will pay for plus. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually just looked at, at that completely and I was like, oh man, I'm going to save 40,000 this year, just moving yeah. over to plus. So why would I not, even with plus's fees? So it made, it made a lot of sense to move over that way. I'm actually, the best interviews I feel like I have are ones that you're just feeding me free consulting. Yeah, um, right, so <laughs> so just feed me and our audience free consulting. Let's take so, it back though. So let's go back to, so every project we do is based upon this framework. It's called the brand scaling framework. And we focus on three KPIs. One of them is awesome. conversion rate. One of them is average order value. And one of them is sessions. Average order value is what we were just kind of diving into a little bit. So let's talk about all the strategies around average order value and like why that's important. So the three things I just, I just mentioned again were yeah. average order value, conversion rate, and sessions. If you look at the same timeline within your business, say the same month, we always look at the last 30 days, right? So for yep. most, if you're approaching a million dollars or even over half a million, like, I mean, this is like a perfect timeline, 30 days, right? So look at those numbers and you multiply them all together. It's going to be pretty statistically close to what your monthly average is going to be. So there's yeah. your baseline. So uh, average order value is just like crucial for that because that helps you figure out like what you can pay to acquire a customer. It helps you figure out how well your return on ad spend is going to go. Like that one's super crucial. And I feel like it gets no love. Uh, I feel like it's the one everyone's talking about conversion rate, this and conversion rate, that and site speed because that's conversion rate too. You know, everyone just like ignores AOV. It's like it's ugly brother or something. I'm like, that one's doper. That one And that one's more fun to build like cool creative strategies around. So part of our process is we're building new websites and what we're doing there is we're making the conversion rate better. We're making the average order value better. It's that simple. So average order value, how do you increase? The simplest way is bundles, right? How many of your websites have bundles? 
Uh, I hate to tell you, we only do them as special occasions. Oh, really? Why is that? Uh, we launched like these bundle sales. We're actually doing one next week. So when we launch them, we usually do like probably 200K in the day. Yeah, so absolutely crazy. And that's kind of the main reason we haven't offered them all the time is we want them to be this special thing. So say it's like around, you know, 400K in sales a year. I don't know if I could do that if I had evergreen bundles. Mm -hmm. That's well, the reason. I, yeah, and also with bundles, it usually also lend themselves to more of a custom functionality of like a bundle builder because like the bundle that you create is probably not the correct thing for everybody. And like a custom bundling solution is like, it's a little bit of a lift and all the apps out there that exist in the ecosystem are uh, not the best. Is a so is that something you guys custom do for clients then? Yeah, we're custom building a bundling solution within all of our projects. If it makes sense for the business, sometimes bundles don't make any sense, right? Like if you've got a $2,500 sofa, like you're not going to bundle another $2,500 sofa, but, uh, <laughs> but, there yeah, but you could bundle, be, you could bundle other things with that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You could cross sell and upsell and all that jazz, but the bundling is really cool for smaller, like uh, single product items that like t-shirts, perfect example, you know, building out a buy two, get one free or 50% off bundle. And like, you get to pick your size and your color and all that stuff. Like making that so just so seamless, especially on mobile and it just be fast and it works and that stuff gets in the cart and you like realize it's like, it's very intuitive. That's yeah. going to raise your AOV so much easier. So bundling is a great way to increase the AOV. Another one is like upsells, cross sells. And what you need to think is like people like to buy stuff, but they don't like to be sold. And again, a lot of the solutions out there are jarring. It takes you out of the, the experience and you, you like, they're like, oh, they're trying to get more money out of me. <laughs> you know, anytime you feel that on a website, like what are you, you usually just like abandoning it or you're like hit smashing that decline button. You're like, I don't want that. Like, I just want thing I want. Yeah. But you can do it tastefully and it can make sense and it can be in the journey and it, you know, it, it could feel like it's supposed to happen. And those are the types of kind of moments that we want to build on these websites. And so the way- Where do can... those moments happen, Chase? Like perfect, where? perfect question. Yeah. So where do they happen? First on the product page. So say you're on, you're buying just one Def Leppard t-shirt and on the product page, there's like below the add to cart button, it, there's a link that says buy three and save or something like that. Yeah. You know, that will send them over to now your bundle builder, right? And that's not even yeah. like a, even a custom thing. That's you can just like hard code a link in there and just send them to the bundle thing. So on the product yeah. page is the first place to think about this. Now, the next thing is you've got it in the cart in the actual cart page and on the cart slide out, you want to have upsells there as well. But and this is where it gets like, there's no one size fits all because it like really depends on your product, right? So say you're selling a $250 engine part and most people that buy this engine part also need the oil that goes with the engine. I'm making stuff up now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But like that $15 upsell, like along the journey, most people are going to opt for it. They're like, yeah, you're right. I do need that as well. But like if they already buy like it, you know, a BOGO on an engine part isn't really a thing that people want. So a lot of this takes some like, yeah. so a lot of this takes some creative thinking. So you got to, you got to think through your product offerings. You got to think through like what your customers actually want. But you know, after the product, it's just a customer journey, man. After the product page on in the, in the cart in slide out or like the actual cart page. Those are opportunities for upsell. Now, moving into why you need plus is in checkout, you can actually have an upsell, but you can only do that with Shopify plus. So what's the difference between those two? Because there are tools like, you know, one click upsell, right? That sell before and after the checkout experience. What's the difference between that? The difference as in like, why go custom versus an app? Not much of a difference. Just depends on how polished you want it to be and how fast you want the experience to be. But the difference between like it being in checkout or in one of the stages, either prior or post, I would say the difference isn't that huge, but having the, another opportunity to present 
present the same or a more pressing offer? Because say they don't take the offer pre-checkout, but in checkout, you're like, for the next five minutes only, you get 20% off this thing. Now you're like, okay, that offer is a lot more appealing and potentially can push people to, to convert there. And then you hit the nail on the head. Another place to do these upsells is post-purchase, like you know, one-click upsells, what have you, modifying their order and adding something else to the cart. All of those touch points are opportunities that are ripe to increase your average order value. And when you're thinking about... like When you look at your average order value, like let's say it's $75, that would be a pretty spot on average order value for anybody that has an apparel brand. Yeah. You're not going to make it $150 overnight, but you can probably increase that by 10, 15, 20% by doing some of these tactics that we just talked about here. But again, it's got to make sense. And you can like get a really great idea on like cross sells and bundles and upsells and all that jazz. I used upsells and cross sells like as the same statement, which is wrong. And I'm admitting that now, but like you guys get what I'm saying. But, I get what like, you're you saying. Just, yeah. If you just look at what your customers are buying already, just like people are buying these bundles already. Or buying products together already. It's like not hard to figure out like what goes together. Uh, you just gotta sit down and think about it, and then you gotta build it out. And again, I cannot stress enough is it's gotta feel like it should happen. It's gotta be a tasteful experience. It shouldn't be jarring. It shouldn't take me out of the experience. And there's a little bit of give and take to it. Like you don't wanna be offering a million things and like stopping the sales process to try to make an extra couple of bucks. Like the sales process still needs to be seamless and to keep your conversion rate where it is. But there are opportunities to try to squeeze a few more dollars out of it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm super interested in... Uh, that was definitely one of the big reasons that I wanted to move over to Plus was having those upsells within uh, the checkout itself. Super great. Let's talk about some of the other KPIs that you look at. What's the next most important KPI? Conversion rate, probably. So the first project that we do is like one that incorporates both conversion rate and average order value because it's a lot of UX stuff. And it, it, we're just building a new website. Let's let's just be frank. So yeah. when we're working with new brands, uh, it's usually they've been doing the thing for quite a while. They've figured out product market fit. They are probably, you know, either have a kind of a, a basic funnel built out so they know how to acquire new customers. It's not very streamlined or tailored or optimized or anything like that. Uh, but they're a small team and, you know, they know they've hit that glass ceiling and they haven't like, they just need a partner to help them out. And usually in, in those particular instances, they don't have like a technical partner for like design and development, nor do they have someone that knows how to like test apps. So usually you're inheriting a theme that's had like a hundred different apps installed and uninstalled in it. And the code just looks like spaghetti. Like it's just so bad. And it's that all those... Let's stop there and pause. Anytime you install an app on your store, it's slowing your website down. And when you press uninstall, it doesn't uninstall the code. It's still there. So any Shopify people out there that like to test things, you're slowing your site down with every test. Gotcha. Um, there's, a, there's a smart way to do it, which is make a backup, only installed in the backup. If you don't like it, delete that backup and like keep your... You want to keep your active theme as stripped down and, and streamlined as possible. But so usually these projects that we're taking on, their website is just a bunch of gabbledly gook in the code and that's slowing it down a lot. Oftentimes they're premium themes uh, that exists in the ecosystem, which I believe exists for a purpose. I think if you're a, a startup, you can do amazing things with a premium theme that's off the shelf, like you know the impulses or the out of the sandboxes of the world. Like all of those themes are great and they serve a great purpose because you should be focused more on your sales and your offer to try to build your business up. You know that first like zero to one million, use a premium theme. After that, you should probably invest in something that's tailor made to your business. But you know these premium themes, they do have some drawbacks when you start to talk about scale and you're trying to optimize for conversion rates and stuff like that is like the premium theme is trying to be everything to everybody. So it's got a lot of extra stuff going on and extra stuff 
slows things down. It also gotcha. is a night. It's also a nightmare to customize upon because you'll it's like pulling out a, a string on a sweater. You're going to do something over here and then it changes something over there and you're just chasing your tail. And then if you add on to that, the fact that there's been, you know, 20 or 30 apps installed with extra code being injected everywhere, it gets to the point where like cleaning that up and making that salvageable to like try to get the type of performance that you want out of your website versus just building something from scratch that's tailor-made to the exact outcome that you need. It's basically the same amount of work. Gotcha. Gotcha. So when you take over a client's account, are you rebuilding an entire custom site for them? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's usually it, it, while we're doing that, it's usually like we're like doing a design round as well because you know they're usually quite often they're using this premium theme and they're like, we slapped our logo in the corner. We did a couple of colors. It does the thing. But then like, it's like, all right, if we're going to build something from scratch, like what about the design element of this? And they're like, well, if we can get a little more sexy with the design, like we're totally down. And there's this like kind of, there's this thing like you get, you feel the trust of a website that's well-designed. Like it just like, it, you want to trust it more and sales just go up because of that. And it's kind of, it's a little bit harder to track to the like, kind of like the visual layer of it. Like this is a beautiful website. It like, they, they have to be a real business. Like I want to spend money here. And that happens yeah. with every well-designed website project we've done just innately starts starts getting more sales before like the rest of the stuff gets going. So usually we're redesigning the websites too. That was like a very long winded answer to your question. What is one thing people can change that will immediately increase conversion rate? Yeah, your navigation probably sucks. So <laughs> let's okay. talk about that. Oftentimes we'll inherit decisions that were just made because they were made and there wasn't much thought put into it. And that's kind of the key thing about all this e-commerce stuff is like there's a strategy around how your layout works, how your navigation works and all these things, how the cross-sells work and the upsells work. You got to think about it. Don't just do things. So let's talk about navigation. The goal of your website, every page should try to have a singular like a singular goal and you know, the customer journey for an e-commerce brand is very specific. It's usually homepage, collection page, product page, cart, checkout, right? And if it's not that simple, or if it's hard for me, and this is where it comes in, if it's hard for me to get from like the collection page to the product page that I want, yeah, I'm going somewhere else where it's easier. So this is where it comes in. Like if you don't have your navigation, and this is this is very important for higher SKU count stores. With lower SKU, SKU count stores, it's a little bit less of an issue. But like, for example, if I can't go into to this website to find my Def Leppard t-shirt that is a size large. I want a long sleeve. Like that's in, I can't, you know, that almost the Amazon X experience of like checking the boxes to get to the thing I need faster. If yeah. I can't do that, I'm going to go somewhere else that can because my time is more valuable than figuring out how your website works. And that's where sometimes people are like, well, no, it's easy. You just do this, this, and this. And it's like, you got to take a step back. You know, it's easy because you use this website 250 times because you build it. But a, your new customer you're trying to acquire is just so confused about like why these decisions were made the way they were. And it doesn't make any sense to them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's really, really great advice. We are coming actually very close uh, to the end of this uh, episode here. I got to ask you the question that I ask everybody. We're skipping the third one. We're, we're skipping the third. They're going to have to go to you for that and listen to your podcast for that. All right. All right. <laughs> but I got to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on this podcast. What is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling is simple is better. I mean, when you're talking about any sort of the framework, we focus on three KPIs for growing a business through paid ads and, and own media, it's a three-step funnel, right? Like I, I believe keep it stupid simple. Like that's better because it just it keeps you focused and it, and it keeps things going. And even with scaling, it's like we focus on like maybe three channels tops. Like you want to be, if everything's important, nothing's important. That's kind of where this all comes from. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's great. I absolutely love that. Uh, I've got three more questions uh, left for you. 
What is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Oh man, right now, uh, me and Jordan just talked about this in the pre-show. Copy.ai is pretty cool, man. We're playing around with that a lot. So that's, I mean, that's a very top of mind tool. Uh, it helps you kind of iterate and, uh, you know, play upon copy ideas, which is super useful in email campaigns or ads. But outside of that, I mean, we are automation freaks. We love Zapier and Integromat and all that stuff. Like if we can try to make the process better and smoother and take human error out of it, we're all about it. Awesome. Awesome. Love that. Uh, favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to? Dude, I'm a giant nerd. I'm like listening to the Wheel of Time audiobook right now. I'm in book two, The Great Hunt. So it's, I'm like high fantasy fiction is like what I've been like just going into this year. That's nerdy. But for a more like specific on like the business side of things, I've really enjoyed how I built this. It's fun to see the perspectives uh, of other people. And it's a very well-produced podcast. Uh, so I do enjoy that. And then there's a bunch of other nerdier podcasts that are about like agency scaling that I listen to that wouldn't make much sense for your e-commerce listeners. I'm sure I would know all those agency ones as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. One more question for you. If you could sit down with anybody for an hour, have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, who would it be? Oh man. If it was business related, I'd probably want to sit down with the founder of Vans. That's oh, interesting. I, I, I enjoy that brand a lot. And if someone can connect, I want to do a project with them. That'd be like a dream client. That'd probably be like the number one dream client to ever work with. Vans are like Harley Davidson, I guess, would be cool, cool to work with. Outside of that, Bradley Whitford is an actor that's really into politics. I think that'd be a really fun coffee. Cool. That's awesome. Chase, where can people find out more about you and more about how you can help them just increase revenue? Yeah. Uh, so if you enjoy what I'm saying, you want to hear me talk more about stuff, you can check out the podcast, honestecommerce.co. Or if uh, some of the stuff I've been talking about resonates with you and you think you might be a good fit to work with us, uh, you can check the agency out at electriceye.io. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Chase. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.